Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome to Growing in Grace. It's our weekly podcast focusing on the love and grace of God. I'm Joel Brzezinski along with Mike Kapler. We do this every week and thanks so much for tuning in. It's really something that we do from our hearts this thing that we've been doing for so long now some people ask us sometimes you know what can i do what can i do to support you guys and you know really the thing that you can do is spread the word we you know it's not about our egos it's not about um us getting pats on the back but this message we just got an email let me just read this real quick i know we're going to get into some stuff here but real quickly this email that we just received, Joel and Mike, I've listened to all of your podcasts and read Clash of the Covenants. That's Mike's book. I can't thank you guys enough. This has been quite a journey, and this has given me peace with God and myself. My previous church life was a total disaster, had no peace, and never felt very good about how God probably felt about me. You guys probably can't even begin to imagine how much this has meant to me. You're teaching what the church completely misses, so I'm just thankful I ran into your website. Thanks again. Uh, just love that. Now that's from Keith. Uh, and that is really why we do what we do. That's why we do all of this. It helps hearts to be set free. We were given freedom in Jesus Christ and he wants us to live in that freedom. And so the more we share this message with people, the more hearts can be freed out there. So I just wanted to to say that as we started out today. Excellent stuff. You know, I, you forward a lot of those to me if I don't see them, uh, at the same time. And, uh, they just do my heart good to hear correspondence from people, seeing people freed up. Uh, you're, you're the reason we're doing this. We're not doing this to to fluff up our ego or to uh, somehow uh, meet a need to share the gospel, although we, we have that need to some degree. I mean, you know, woe is us if we don't share the gospel mm-hmm. with people. And this is a great format and forum in which we can do that. But the real reason that we do this is to help people begin to see what Jesus Christ accomplished for us. I spent much of my Christian life, like a lot of you out there listening, I'm sure, and Joel as well, I spent a lot of years trying to establish myself, you know, in in God's good graces. Uh, I was always trying to try to further myself into being more accepted by God, more approved by God, trying to satisfy God more, trying to avoid all the bad stuff and do as much good stuff as possible so that I could secure my eternal future. I knew that salvation was supposed to be a gift that was received freely, but somehow you just get it in your head based on different church doctrines and other things that we're supposed to be doing something to get more sanctified, to get more saved, to you know, get more under God's blessing and protection. I mean, whatever it is, that was like spitting into the wind. Um, you know, the Bob mm-hmm. Seeger song, Against the Wind. <laughs> I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. <laughs> That's, that line always confused me, by the way. But, uh, you know, I, I just think that we're here to try to help people see the accomplished, finished work that God did for us, and now that we can live in 
not that we're striving to try to gain more eternal ground. God already provided us with that. Now we can just enjoy the blessing of life, life that he has given to us, his life. So, wow, uh, we went off on a little tangent there, but I'm, I'm with you, Joel. I'm with you all the way on this one. Let's let's ride this surfboard. Right. Yeah, it's it is. It's it's good. And it's uh, it's. Christ in us is is really what this is all about. It's what it's why we do what we do, and this work that He began in us, He's seeing it through. And it's the same with you, whoever you are, who who's listening. Christ is in you, and the work that He began in you, He's going to be faithful to complete it. So you ride the the ride that Christ has you on as well. It's also good in the body of Christ. Um, We've been talking about Abraham for the last couple of weeks, and I know we wanted to clear something up about Abraham. Galatians 3.17 says, And this I say, that the law, which was 430 years later— now this is after God's promise to Abraham that he would have— uh, it says, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. The law, which was 430 years later, cannot annul the covenant that was confirmed before by God in, in Christ, that it should make the promise of no effect. Uh, for if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer a promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. And I know, Cap, you had received a question about that that covenant with Abraham. Yeah, I, I mean, think about it. I, I know there's really only a, a very, very small amount of places in New Testament writings that refer to the covenant of law as the first covenant or the old covenant. Um, and then we've got this new thing that Jesus established that is referred to as the new covenant. Even Jesus uh, called it that. Um, the writer in Hebrews referred to, you know, a first covenant and a second covenant. But this new covenant, I mean, God made different covenants with different men in the in the Old Testament, right? And a lot of the time, the, the, the men did not hold up their end of the agreement. But with the new covenant, this was something, the, the ultimate covenant, the, the covenant that would replace the first one uh, that is established upon better promises. This covenant would be something that God wouldn't just make with a human being like you and me. It would be something that he would establish with himself. This was something between father and son. That's why it can't fail. That's why it's everlasting and established upon better promises. So, But think about it. This covenant that God made with Abraham could not be the new covenant because the old one hadn't been established yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the covenant of law that came through Moses had not been established. That came later. Really, uh, what, what happened here with Abraham is that there, there was this covenant of promise pointing to the new covenant, but it really didn't go into effect until the testator died, Jesus. He became the high priest, and that occurred after the law, Hebrews 7.28. That promise, that oath, that word of the oath that was given to the high priest, Jesus, occurred after the law. So it was a, a great covenant that God established with Abraham. It wasn't a new covenant, but it is uh, something of, of faith and a promise. And, and Hebrews 7 is, is another good place to go to, to see how that all unfolded through Jesus. Right, yeah. So it's you know good to clear that up, that the covenant, this new covenant, wasn't dependent upon Abraham, but rather God promised it to him and through him, so to speak, because it was through Abraham's seed, which ended up being Christ, that the covenant did actually eventually come into effect. But like you said, the 
the law actually came 430 years later. So the, the, what we call the old covenant came 430 years after the promise that God made to Abraham. But then it wasn't for another 1500 years after the law was given that the new covenant came about. <laughs> so the new covenant was promised to and, and through Abraham. God gave it to Abraham by promise. And then when the seed came, Jesus Christ, and when he died, then the new covenant came into effect because it's uh, a covenant doesn't come into effect or a testament doesn't come into effect until a person dies. So uh, carrying on, you know, kind of, you know, wrapping up with Abraham there, and and it, it, there's really a good transition here because we want to now talk about Moses and the law. And in this scripture that I was talking about in, in Galatians, in this passage, Galatians 3, I, I read from 17, uh, and then 18 says, For if, if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. And so the inheritance, this this new covenant, this thing that Abraham would, would, would inherit, and that he would be the father of faith, all of us who have faith inherit this same thing, this new covenant, we're the beneficiaries of it. We're not the, we're not in covenant with God ourselves. God made a covenant with Himself. He made an oath to Himself. We benefit from that. We're the beneficiaries of that. And if it's of the law, see that means that we have to keep up our part. You were talking about these different covenants that God would make with people, and especially the old covenant. Man did not fulfill their part of that covenant. That was the problem with the old covenant. That was the the problem with the law. The law, good, just, holy, but the people couldn't keep it. So Hebrews 8 says God found fault with them, and that's why the new covenant was needed. So it can't be. The inheritance, this new covenant, can't be of the law, because then it's up to us, and it wouldn't be by God's promise. See, that's the difference. That's what a lot of that's one thing we really hope people understand. The old covenant, the law was something you had to do. And James says that if you keep the whole law and stumble only in one point, you're guilty of all. And so if the inheritance, if if the covenant is of law, then we have to do our part, and it can't be based upon God's promise. But God made this promise to Abraham, and then he made an oath to himself. And that God's oath to himself, as Hebrews talks about, that is what this new covenant is based upon. So the law did serve a purpose, and we'll get into that, uh, Galatians 3.19, what purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, that is Jesus, and it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. Now a mediator does not mediate for one only, but God is one. And so this law, it came because of transgressions, guilt, it imputed the guilt of man on on mankind, but uh, knowing that the the seed would come and he would redeem us. So a couple minutes left here. This one's gone by pretty quickly because of stuff we talked about earlier, but anything you want to wrap up with here in the last couple minutes? Well, keep in mind, our, our series that's going on here is just kind of summarizing the Bible. Um, so we're not going to get into a, a long, tedious um, study and maybe some other time on, on, on the law. We're not doing that right now. We're, we're just trying to help you connect with some key components found in the Scripture and certainly going from Abraham to the law. I think one thing that we Christians need to understand in, in our culture and in this day and age 
is that we Gentiles, when I say Gentile, what are we talking about here? A, a Gentile is basically somebody born outside of the Jewish race, which is just about all of us. It's not just some pagan. So when you, when you know, some sin, sinful person, uh, ungodly person, it's not just that. You, you see Jesus calling somebody a Gentile. It's, it's basically somebody outside of the Jewish race. This law, this covenant was not made with any of us who were outside of the Jewish, Jewish race. It was made with Israel. And, and it was given not to reduce sin, believe it or not, but the New Covenant writings revealed to us that the law was given to increase sin. The strength of sin is the law. It was designed to help people see they were going to need God instead of their own ability to try to follow works. They could not achieve the standard that the law required, which was perfection. So I just wanted to point that out along with what Joel was sharing there uh, from Paul's explanation in, in Galatians chapter 3 of how all of this ties together. And there's so much in the New Testament pages about all of this. That's why it's important to understand some of these foundational things about the law and why it was given and, and how it played into this, this new covenant of Christ. So looking forward to uh, sharing more about this. I hope you'll uh, stick with us here because uh, we'll talk more about Moses and the law and why we're freed from it, whether Jew or Gentile. Join us right here on Growing in Grace next time at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.